0: welcome to heller radio i'm nora rose i am sally and i'm kate and we need to talk about destiel um i'll just jump into the summaries uh we have the great escapist which for the record i was looking over my notes for this one and going oh my god i have so many lines that are just like excellent in this episode who was this written by it was written by Ben Edlund. Of, of course. course it was. <laughs> uh,
1: <yeah.
0: laughs> um, when Sam and Dean receive a distressing video message from Kevin Tran, they set about trying to uncover the third trial. The boys make a discovery that sends them to a casino in Colorado to find a mysterious recluse who may be able to fill in the holes in Kevin's research. Meanwhile, Crowley is on a winning streak. Castiel tries to elude Naomi and the angels hunting him. And then we have clip show. Uh, Sam and Dean reunite with Castiel, digging through the Men of Letters files. They stumble upon an undiscovered film, which could be the key to the third trial. Metatron enlists Cast to mull over problems at home. Meanwhile, Crowley digs into Sam and Dean's past. Taylor Cole, Graham Wardle, and Cindy Busby also guest star. Which are, for the record, all of those people that were in previous episodes that they <laughs> saved and then died. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, themes... What do we have here? Because I have one that I'm really curious to see if you guys got, because it's kind of obvious to me.
1: Mm, Say what it is. (laughs) We can can tell you if we have them.
0: It's stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have this whole big thing from Metatron about stories in The Great Escapist, and then we go directly into Clip Show and tell a bunch of stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I did not have the very <laughs> obvious one. Uh, well,
1: yeah, neither did I. I have right over the dome. I have the two R's, as in regret and responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always do like the bad, sad themes here. (laughs) That's my jam.
2: I love it. The two R's are supernatural. (laughs) Do you want to expand
1: on those? Do I want to? I don't know. <laughs> they are,
2: <laughs> yeah, they are
1: mostly related to Cass, as in him thinking that everything. I mean, to Dean too, because he Dean keeps thinking Sam is his responsibility, and Sam keeps thinking that the trials are his responsibility, and Cass keeps thinking he has to fix everything he, you know, broke in the first place, and all of them. Kind of also have a regret caring with them, and especially when the, the woman who Sam saved uh, dies, then towards the end. And yeah, mm-hmm. I would say also like anger is it, <laughs> but I mean, it's always there when Dean is there, so <laughs> I don't really, you know, like I don't really have to name it like that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, I
2: have another R ish to add to that. Three is, R's. Um, <laughs> is uh reminiscing slash the flashbacks mm. um mm-hmm. yeah. happening in both of these episodes um especially with references to like referencing john and his like everything but the kitchen sink soup and yeah. the, de- the demon blood plot which almost never gets brought up with sam <laughs> like yeah. in the later seasons uh their childhood and then the past cases um and then the other thing that i had along with the your Sally regrets was the ideas of purity and absolution of like yeah. Sam making himself pure with the trials and then curing demons as one of the trials having that purity like really doubled down with on that and Cass trying to make up for his mistakes
1: yeah but also like Naomi yeah. me, me erasing Cass's memories like you can't see that as like making him pure in weird heavenly sense yeah. of it yeah, know.
2: that's that's yeah. great. Yeah, and yeah, having this idea that he needs to be this perfect, obedient, pure angel when he has, as we'll get to later, the crack in his chassis. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I feel like I there's had... this savor like. Uh, I don't know what the opposite of Savor would be but like there's the duality between Cass and like Metatron who is like the one who is running away and Cass is there to like carry everything, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah.
0: I uh had another line, I, don't, I think I've only done this once before, but a line that feels very like much like a thesis statement. Um, and it's from Crowley. Uh, that's what you do. You try.
2: That was a good one. Yeah, they're really just trying as much as they can to save people and Cass to try to fix his mistakes and yeah, and Metatron to make his move for power that we'll find out about later.
0: Yeah. Okay, so since we're only six minutes in, can I ask about uh, feelings on Metatron? Ooh. Because I feel like I feel like the fandom kind of, especially once he, you know, turns into just this little guy. Um, rather than the big bad the fandom loves him as far as i've seen and like i can understand that to a degree but at the same time he was a big bad and i can't forgive him for that
1: (laughs) honestly i think we at some point we discussed this if like uh like, to what degree uh, God influenced Metatron. And I, yeah. I think we spoke about that. I don't really remember the details. But, like, at this point, like, having seen the whole show, I kind of see, like, Metatron as, like, an extension of Chuck in a way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do see him, like, this very irritating small bad. Like, I don't see him, see him like, a huge thing, you know? But, like, he is, like, this... I mean, he is very in- ent- entertaining. If you are not really invested in, you know, like Dean and Cass and Sam, I guess as a casual viewer, he is a great character. He is funny. His lines are, yeah, funny. He is entertaining, but also like he's very irritating because he is making like these small petty choices and like re- <laughs> really gets everybody like in trouble and just like really kind of. You know, like introduces the big bad into everything with this small kind of, you know, actions. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I, I see the appeal of him as like this like comic relief character that has like smart one-liners or whatever, or even like bigger chunks of text. But at the same time, I really hate him for what he does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Fundamentally. So yeah. But the actor is incredible. He's very good at what he does. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That was an awesome choice to have Curtis Armstrong, especially with his past movies. He's been known for Revenge of the Nerds. And so to have have this, you know, he's an extension of Chuck as being a writer and a lover of stories and like, I'm just a little guy kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, And then he also is... Oh, man, I had a point, and now it's just gone. It was something about how he's like a foil for Cass, but then I can't remember what I was going to say in terms of that. But Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just had a thought, like, do we really know, like, because, like, when Chuck uh comes clean and says that he's God, right? Like, in later mm-hmm. season, and he says that he, like, lived this quiet life and learned how to play guitar, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, like, we never kind of know, like, what's what was like his vessel or was he like, did he look the same way Chuck does or like maybe he's referencing his life as Metatron who was like reading stories and like living his quiet life. And because like there is this thing like Metatron is like a word of God, right? Describe. So technically he is like the physical form in text of God. So I could see how he could be the uh you know
0: yeah,
1: uh yeah. part of part of i don't know i mean it's like it's very interesting because we have like there's this ho- whole trinity in
2: religion <laughs> i guess
1: <laughs> and like if you take uh mesotron and if you take chuck as prophet and then if you take this you know like soul or whatever the main part of you know like substance of what makes God, like, the third part, I kind of could see the three of them, you know, like, him splitting into the Trinity yeah. while he was on Earth or whatever, and then the soul part was somebody somewhere else, and, like, you know, because yeah. he was, like, uh, busy doing earthly things or whatever <laughs> 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 bullshit he says later on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he I could. I like that. I like that a lot. He could definitely for a time uh, but then they're also separate because when we have that reveal, isn't it Metatron sitting down it's with too Chuck? Metatron? Yeah, yeah. When he like clicks on the light yeah. and he has like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the holy angel sound, which I always <laughs> just think is really funny. But um, yeah, it could definitely be a thing of Metatron not knowing that he's possessed because we've seen that with other angels or. With demons possessing people. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean I I feel like he can he kinda is like because because as a as God, like nobody can escape him. Like he's almighty. The only one out of angels is Cass, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean he could be everywhere anytime and just like influencing everyone and he surely is. So yeah. Yeah. I like that. I
0: like that a lot yeah yeah i remember so okay once again uh this was the season that i was i started watching live and i remember when the great escapist first came out i loved metatron he was so cool and he had all of these lines about you know stories and you know what writing and so on and it was just i was enthralled and then two episodes later it's revealed that he's working against us and i was so betrayed (laughs) (laughs) and then and then i was still watching through uh season nine and then that season nine ends with metatron killing dean and i i just i hated him so much and it's it's interesting because still re-watching the greed escapist i'm still sitting there going i love everything that he's coming out of his mouth i want to talk about every syllable (laughs) Uh, but but at the same time i see his little face and i just want to punch him
1: (laughs) 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 i feel like it's very relatable as a as audience to see just a guy who like distances himself and just wants to like live his quiet life but like then you see how much harm he has done by like virtually doing nothing right Mm -hmm. but like he was supposed to help or like do something more or at least not do stuff against the good yeah so to say. So yeah. it then really catches up with yeah. you later yeah. on. <laughs> and you start hating him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh we good to go to break? Yeah. Yep. Let's go to break. And we're back. Um <laughs> Crowley in this episode with the whole directing and uh, <laughs> like I was born to direct and uh, you would have made a great Dean sir
1: <laughs> he would have he understands <laughs> Dean he proves in this ap- these episodes that he un- has like very deep understanding of Dean which yes. makes like he's I know I always I know you don't like Crowley and I kind of <laughs> always <laughs> am the one to defend him <laughs> between <laughs> us but but i feel like he the fact that he really understands like all dean's weak weaker points but then later on he never kind of uses those against him is kind of like a testament to the fact that he kind i mean obviously he's in love with Dean, okay <laughs> but <laughs> you also can say it, we all know <laughs> yep, yep. yeah that, that he yeah starts to think of him in more ten, on more tender terms i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And then he talks about Dean specifically and not both of them. He doesn't say something like, I could easily play either of them better than you guys or, you know, whatever, when he's berating the demons. But he specifically talks about Dean. It's like, these are choices. These are choices that you guys make. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, it is so funny Because Sam is obs- always Obsessed that he's this ev- evil Kid, and constantly Worrying that people's g- people are gonna think That he's evil, and nobody Gives a crap about him at all <laughs> I mean, you know Everybody's, meanwhile everybody's Obsessed with Dean <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah It's great, and I love watching Jensen and Jared have To act like they are not yeah. Dean and Sam. <laughs> like yeah. that they're so good at fake being them, like in this scene and uh, in the Leviathans when they had to play the Leviathan versions of yeah. themselves and like all this stuff. I'm just like they didn't have to go this hard, but they
1: did and <laughs> I appreciate it. If there um. is a lock, there is a key, obviously <laughs> 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 oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh
2: man, I love it. I love it so
0: much. Um,
1: Can we talk about this
0: clever tactic from Cass?
1: Everything yes. my boy does is clever. <laughs> just like you have to Obviously. be, you have to be specific.
0: <laughs> well, they even say the word "clever." Ion does about um, the the bigger sins thing. Just oh, I loved that switching yeah. from biggerson mm-hmm. to biggerson to biggerson and they're also the same it's so funny because it's like it's like I think biggersons are supposed to be sort of a nicer McDonald's it's
1: like Applebee's. I, yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask if biggersons exist so I take <laughs> you Uh, this is the gas and sip all over again okay
2: exactly exactly exactly. (laughs) yeah no it's a it's a perfect encapsulation of good old american capitalism and i love it it. yeah (laughs) and yeah the shots of him where he's sitting and then the Biggerson's backgrounds are changing yeah. behind him is
0: yeah.
2: so great. But then his poor little face is so tired.
0: Yeah. <laughs> his hair is a mess. His hair is even more yeah. messy than
2: season four and he's just like... It's hard being a wave of celestial intent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on 100th on cup of coffee. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: it's so good and then it gets so horribly fucked up this whole thing (laughs) with the waitress getting her eyes burned out is
0: just it was nice to see that effect again
2: it was so cool and to have her still be alive and like yes as a messenger oh it was so creepy i love it
1: yeah but i always hate that they do this to cast because if it was another angel they wouldn't even care but like you can't see how heartbroken he is when he sees yeah. her. And it's not like they are best friends. They probably like, exchanged like two sentences and like yeah. <laughs> two cups of coffee or something reveals, mm-hmm. but like he's yeah. absolutely devastated. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: just showing his connection that he's has a closer connection with humans than with angels at this point. Yeah. And, uh yeah. And that we get the confirmation of the many, many times that
0: Cass has been
2: brainwashed.
0: Yeah. Well, memory. and that that uh, line about the Egyptian plagues and Naomi's just like, and that was just PR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. And then, and then we have that line that you uh, alluded to earlier, Kate. Uh, you're the famous spanner in the works. Honestly, I think you came off the line with a crack in your chassis. You have never done what you were told, not completely. You don't even die right, do you? She's so evil. She's so evil. I love that.
1: She yeah. is kind of like Metatron in a way, in her like mm-hmm. petty little crimes that are so much worse than like these Big, overarching crimes if you think about it like it's yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. it's bad yeah
0: yeah and then and then okay so i know that that when you're eight seasons into a show you have to you know, adapt and change and things like that. But <laughs> really, melting down angel blades into bullets—that
1: um, was sexy of Crowley. I have that was to
0: say.
2: very sexy of Crowley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: fucking shoots them. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: amazing.
1: I mean, it was sexier when Castiel dug that bullet out of himself and put it into (laughs) another angel. (laughs) No pun implied. Yeah. Give me some credit to Crowley.
2: So good. So good.
1: Yeah.
2: And of course, Crowley has, like, puts it in, like, a sexy little. Like retro gun, I tried to look yeah. up. I thought somebody would say what type of gun it was. I don't know if it's like a Luger or something, but of course he had to make it like stylish. Yeah, <laughs> just Like oh my god, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so good. Ah, because what is Crowley if not drama? Exactly. <laughs>
2: um. Also, in that scene that um, Cass says. In the words of a good friend, "bite me, bite me." And when he has this cute little smile Smile. smirk (laughs) thing on his face, oh, just this kills the man. So
0: good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Uh. Here's a question for you. Um, so obviously the whole keeping the angel tablet inside of him um, was brilliant um, but if, here's a question for you how did he get it there
2: very good question I feel like it was a reverse like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom like <laughs> <it was fun. laughs> just with angel powers just shoved it into his chest I'm not entirely
0: <laughs> sure no. <laughs> uh, yeah, just... and then yeah, yeah. Well, and then uh ions revealed that they've been in all of the angels' heads.
1: Yeah, yeah that was terrible. When, when Cass says that, I mean, when they are talking about the mission, and Cass is like, "Do you even know the mission?" <laughs> and yeah, do you know it? Because yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that was bad.
2: Yeah. That's just so does to you guys does that imply that there are other angels that have had cracks in their chassis? Like obviously not cat, to the same degree. Not not yeah. to the same degree, but that there were other angels Starting to rebel or like seeing what Cass did and was like, sign uh, me up for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, I would say so. For also, like, uh, in the next episode, when we see the Nephilim, like, where did the Nephilim come from? Yeah, like, you know, exactly. like something must have happened there. I mean, I, yeah. we know, <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, yeah, so there were probably some who followed in Cass's footsteps, yeah. I'd say he's like the probably the OG rebel, and then <laughs> 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 yeah, and then the yeah, others hold. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the OG rebel wasn't when we've seen it. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like now, now I'm thinking about that scene in season four when they are sitting. Like one of the first scenes when they are at the park, and he says that I'm not a hammer. I have doubts, and like yeah. the whole pain and like the confusion and everything he is going through. And like if you think about it, he had probably gone through that like hundreds of times, mm-hmm. and it just makes my heart hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Like when Naomi referenced slaying the firstborns in egypt he probably rebelled against that
1: yeah obviously yeah. Kai like, cast who famous for like you know like healing <laughs> babies wouldn't <laughs> slay them
2: <laughs> <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yeah so that just adds um, an extra dig to when she says that was just pr
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but also when he says we are not machines that kind of makes made me insane because like that's what he he told dean when no, when yeah yeah when he was emmanuel back in oh, born man. again i identity yeah oh man that's a good call. yeah there's like I, I feel like there is like a good line to tell how cast views himself because like they are obviously the heavenly host or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so, but, but, at, the, at the same time and they are they have all these rules and stuff, but like he doesn't view that as like being like he doesn't really operate on like uh orders, right? Like there is to cast there is always this like emotional side to everything. It doesn't I mean it doesn't matter if he's angel or, or if he's in human form, angel form, like the emotional side. There's always, it's always there. So mm-hmm. that's why he's kind of always saying stuff like about not being machines and, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe there was, you know, like when, you know, when they like make uh, uh, androids or some something like in various sci-fi movies and then they turn out to be too emotional and then they downgrade them to be more easy to operate. I feel like maybe like the earlier angels were like that like they were all supposed to have like this emotional side to them but then that kind of probably maybe backfired so, yeah. <laughs> so they, so they kind of took that away. I don't know. That's awesome.
2: Yeah I mean they've yeah. had Discussions about how God made mistakes by making the Leviathan and that they were going to eat the Petri dish, so he locked him away. So yeah. It yeah. would make total sense that he would make angels maybe more like him with having the like more emotional range and flaws and stuff, and then that didn't work out so hot. <laughs> so he made <laughs> no. a next generation that was supposed to not have emotions, or at least not to the same degree.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love that idea. Yeah. Can we talk about every syllable that Metatron says? <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the one that derives me the most bonkers, and this might just be because I'm also a writer myself. Um so it just kind of speaks to me. But um what you brought to his earth? All the mayhem. The murder. Just the raw, wild invention of God's naked apes. It was mind-blowing. But really, really, it was your storytelling. That is the true flower of free will. At least as if you've mastered it so far. When you create stories, you become gods of tiny, intricate dimensions unto themselves. So many worlds. I have read as much as it's possible for an angel to read, and I haven't caught up.
1: Yeah, that was exactly the speech that gave me the idea that metatron is kind of an extension of because like the way he treats uh, storytelling and the way like the way he delivers that line it's like it's kind of like he was watching all this unfold like it's a show like he's Mm -hmm. deriving pleasure of it like he's watching a good play or like a good movie so i mean the disconnect he kind of has with what's happening and that's like how people are suffering or that, that it is actually real for those people kind of gives me the same vibes the way Chuck later regards all of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like when Chuck says, when they talk about like the multiverse stuff, Chuck says, you guys were my favorite show. Like. Yeah. The, yes. That specific yeah. Sam, Dean, and cast <clears throat> out, out of all the other versions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one that drives me crazy is uh, Dean says about uh, closing the doors of hell. Seems like the thing to do, don't it? And Metatron says, it's your choice. And that's what this has all been about. The choices your kind make. But you're going to have to weigh that choice. Ask yourself, what is it going to take to do this? And what will the world be like after it's done?
1: Yeah. Well, I say it's bullshit and he's <laughs> bluffing. But...
2: Do go on. Yeah, no, I just.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have anything to add. I just. Yeah. It's a lie. A lie, obviously, as it turns out, because their choices don't really change anything. Yeah, but yeah. they do not Isn't have a choice. you to... know that it's a lie? I don't know. You I don't know, know.
2: I think at that point he doesn't necessarily because we haven't had Chuck come back and like. But in light of Chuck Endgame, it's very frustrating to hear that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I feel like that he probably is like knows like the rules and how it all like plays out. But like he doesn't really have like the overarching picture of it all. Like he he knows about uh probably parallel universes and like other deans and castes and other like you know like parallel like their copies and so on. But like I don't think that he like really knows uh God what God wa- wants or like the whole picture like he just knows how how it works mm-hmm. in terms of yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. do we I, yeah. do we believe him when he says that he turned off angel radio and didn't know about the apocalypse cuz that's one hell of a story that he would have missed out on <laughs> if he didn't know
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 <laughs> I know it's everything is so weird like you remember when you said Nora Rose that a lot of people thought that this was like this season or was it like yeah that it was like kind of fake and yeah yeah. Uh, and then there is this whole theory about them inventing Adam uh, when they just needed suddenly to have a third Winchester brother Uh right and like sometimes to me feels like uh, Metatron just came into existence in this moment, and like the way Sam remembers him, like suddenly and instantly, and he remembers having seen this symbol, like during yeah. his he one in one of his lectures at Stanford, and then he has these weird specific memories. That Dean not always seems to remember. Like, he remembered that they went to, I don't know, Grand Canyon or something. But then he didn't remember reading to Sam. But Sam remembered it very vividly. W- w- so, like, part of me thinks that these things may have been, like, planted in way so that, like, you know, so that they would lead to Metatron. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that is, for me, like, kind of another... Like, what reading, I don't know, yeah,
2: you've got your galaxy brain on. Um, well, what adds to that actually is in, uh, I believe it was on the supernatural wiki when Sam talks about going to the Grand Canyon in an earlier episode. I think it was in season two, they said that Dean specifically says, Oh, we could go to the Grand Canyon, I've never seen it before right so when I you remember t- that take it all as a as the whole text that definitely adds to the yeah. season eight didn't really exist or like it was in some sort of parallel universe
0: yeah
1: also it's like the whole overarching theme that there is this thing the trials they are doing and if you think about it like sam is doing the trials that we like openly call trials but like What Metatron asks Castiel to do to kill uh, the Nephilim is in a way also a trial. And I mean, it is part of trials, but it is like for Cass as a character is also a trial. But Mm -hmm. then the whole thing that happens in in the finale in Sacrifice is also kind of trial for Dean. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he is like playing with everyone here. And from that point of view, I could see how Metatron was just like came to be like instantly without like really having any. Because also the the fact that Metatron would have existed and then we would have had all these prophets. Like why didn't they find out about Metatron earlier? Yeah, because like yeah. there should be a, like a deeper connection between somebody who wrote the word and somebody who can read it, right? And then why why didn't it Crowley look for Metatron? Because Metatron yeah. is obviously the you know like he doesn't need to go through so many prophets and kill them and make them read these stones when he could have easily like captured one who wrote, and uh, he wouldn't even have needed probably these stones because he would have known any everything by heart. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I mean, it's probably lazy writing, but you know, like, there there are many ways to read this.
2: Yeah, because do we ever get to see Metatron with Crowley in a scene? I don't don't think so. That would be interesting. Yeah, to see them play off of each other.
0: (sighs) Alright, well, and then the little button at the end with... They're in the car and there's a potty in the friggin road and it's Cass. Hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little help you <laughs> a little. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um Shall we move on to clip show? Yep. Okay. Yep. I <laughs> I uh, was having a conversation with uh, someone yesterday i think about dean and cass and this this whole here i wonder if i can find the conversation (laughs) because (laughs) this this whole thing of just like uh they uh okay i saw this post and brought it up with this person that I was talking to genuinely cannot get over that. They really killed off Cass for Dean's man pain, but they were like, (laughs) fuck, we can't actually show Dean's man pain because that's gay. So they had to kill him off too. And it went off into this discussion about how just. (laughs) They're. They have this relationship. That is so incredible and whether it was just like the way it was written or if it was just like the chemistry between the actors I don't know or maybe a both Um, but uh, maybe a combination but it's just the fact that they have to come up with these stupid little things for them to be constantly angry at each other and like this, this whole ignoring Cass and treating him like he's you know gum on the sole of his shoe, and it's just very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
2: is. But even in even in having them be angry at each other, it still feels very familiar and intimate. Yeah. When Dean says you didn't trust me, and he puts yes. An yes. emphasis on the word me. And he's yeah. clearly so hurt that Cass didn't trust him. Not Yeah, he's is, he is not really
1: upset about anything else that transpired. He's, like, specifically yeah. upset that, like, you didn't trust me? Who else would you trust? I'm, like, the closest yes. person you have. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, yeah. Yeah, they didn't like write they it try as try... the
2: brothers as a unit. Yeah. It was Dean.
0: They, they try so hard to make this relationship less than what it is and every time they try they just make it worse yep.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's what they could have <laughs> um, I mean yeah and, yeah and like
0: when when Sam's talking to him like dude give him a break it's Cass and he even says like why should I give him a free pass and Sam's like
1: because it's Cass <laughs> No, but like but like the fact that Dean is the, Dean is like, yeah, I would have like for the same thing, I'd have like, I don't know, like put a bullet or something yeah, or stab or a, on a the face. Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Why would I not do the same thing for a cast? And I'm like, buddy, think about it. <laughs> you know the <this." laughs> <laughs> answer. He is nothing like, the, the thing is that he knows it, but he's not allowed to say it because CW yeah. won't allow him to say you know? <laughs> <laughs> anything. This is. Yeah, this is. It is insane. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the, it's the
2: absolute. Like, oh,
1: go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say that's the end of the argument. Dean doesn't yeah. fight after he says, after Sam says, because it's Cass. He, Dean just changes the subject and says, okay, what is this file we're looking for? He yeah. doesn't fight it. Yeah. He just like. He had that little light bulb moment
1: and then hid it away. <laughs>
2: just yeah, it again.
1: and it's just like even though, know, like, generally, like talking about the entire show, like I get the obvious of the homophobia and the thing, and I mean, if it, it's so upsetting because, like, even in this episode when they say like the storytelling, it's like the expression of free will or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they end the show, when I mean, that is the message, and they they end the show the way they did. And if it yeah. if it, it wasn't like, quote-unquote gay agenda, or like, the, anything like homophobic or stuff, like, these people have been through so much, like, even with Sam, okay, like, they didn't even have Aileen, they just brought some random, I don't know, faceless woman. I mean, yeah. why couldn't these people have ended, like, happy like why why did they do this? why they did it? because like it's so unfair. Yeah. Like what was the point of everything?
0: Exactly. Yeah. I saw a post the other day that was like this this is a show about breaking patterns and yet
2: <laughs> Exactly.
1: Like I I genuinely like it, it's it's it makes me so angry because like I it would have been a lot uh, I mean I could have understood it better if they had ended it with Dean and Cass together as friends if they had been no yeah. love confession whatsoever and I would say that like, yeah okay you know I mean I can't see the way I see it and but like they don't see it or don't want to do it that's fine but like yeah. the ways they specifically ended it like as you said, they made it worse. (laughs) They are very bad, very good at making stuff worse. (laughs) You know? Like, that's the only constant they have (laughs) throughout the show. Uh, But also, like, not to make make you guys guys sad, there was an interview I read, a newer interview of uh, Misha's, like, from last, uh, this week or something. And in that interview, Cass is referred as gay icon. So now yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm happy that Cass is a gay icon, and he is. We are all yes. happy.
2: Yes. Misha is an absolute gift.
0: Speaking yeah. of being an icon, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shopping for Dean and this stupid little. Gas mart, whatever it is, getting the busty beauties, getting the breaking the eggs and putting the beer on top of everything else. (laughs) I love it. You don't understand. I need pie.
2: (laughs) It's so
0: cute.
2: It's so cute. This, this, oh man, this angel of heavenly power and strength just like knocking over the display of toilet paper <laughs> 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 like, that 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 retail feel of watching a customer yes. just, <laughs> like, just like dude, dude.
1: <laughs> this is this think. is way off topic but i think i read like a very short fake or something like written from the uh, point of uh, the person at the the, uh, uh, and safety cashier, and it was like the, it was a, about like Baby Jack and Jack ke- kept like bringing lobsters back to life, <laughs> <laughs> and they were having this whole family fight in the middle of the store, <laughs> and. And it was written from point of this teenager who worked there and like who hadn't like slept in forever and they were like, Am I imagining this? <laughs> <laughs> or is it really happening?
2: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, oh, I love that. So much. Uh, uh, yeah. So can we talk about how happy Dean is that they have a dungeon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and then and then later when when they're like, "Oh, it looks like this chains in our dungeon," and Cass is like, "In your what?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just love that they, Dean was like, "Your movie night," and then the next shot is like Cass eating popcorn, like it was yes! so cute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, though I do have to mention, um, this is the first time that we see the dungeon, obviously, and that is, you know, where shit goes down in season 15.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I just have to bring it
2: up. No, it's, it's good, because I didn't even think about it, because I was just like, yay, more of the bunker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't believe. I mean, if anybody deserved to die in dungeon, it's Dean. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: what? true. That's what he would have wanted. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go out.
2: Because <laughs> he says we have in a dungeon. Of course. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> like, he didn't have to say "finally." That
0: could have been the normal sentence. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man! And this is the first episode that we've talked about with Abaddon in it. This is very true. Yeah. And how? I, yes. I just I love Abaddon. I love her. 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 I love
1: her. Love her misogyny towards being <laughs> <me>, mostly. <laughs>
0: oh man the fix i have read between those two. Oh, boy oh yeah okay <laughs> the more i know <laughs> there was even one that uh i can't remember the actress's name right now um which i feel really bad about because i love her um she's but, gonna uh, forgive you don't worry <laughs> uh, she's listening because right? yeah, she'll listen um, shout out uh, nameless she, actress yes <laughs> <laughs> she definitely has like talks about fic that she has read and I have read one of the fics that she has read
2: and... <laughs> <laughs> I bet her and Misha uh, uh, yeah what was in the water hour.
0: yeah right right oh
2: man I just love how creepy her her um arm is. <laughs> his, yeah, her arm, her little hand. Yeah. And that it like yeah. I just felt so bad. I was like, it's either her with like a green screen, like sleeve yeah. on, putting her own hand in her mouth, or worse, somebody else's. <laughs> <in her> mouth. <laughs> All I could think of was like the filmmaking aspect of that because she like
0: <laughs> really
2: has that hand in her mouth. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so sorry you had to. Do that.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: But it's so creepy and I love it. Ah. <sighs>
0: I want to point out one line that uh, the Nephilim says that I really like, but in later season bothers me. Um, She says, I can see your halos.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. There's a later episode. I think it's when Cass first meets Mary, where he says, I don't have a halo. I thought he said he didn't have a harp. Is it a harp?
2: Yeah, because Dean is like you know Halo harp the whole thing, and I think he says I don't have a harp.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to pay attention to that. Pay attention. Um.
2: Yeah, and I didn't know if she meant just being able to see their angelic form and
0: she just sarcastically yeah. calls it a halo, or if they do actually have halos, which would be so great. Right. And then I have a, a question for you that um is kind of an obvious answer, but I I have to ask it anyway. Um, so Sam has this whole thing with Sarah going on, despite the fact that Sarah, you know now is married and has a kid and yada. Yeah, there's still this history there between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Dean never get the girl? Uh, well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's been often discussed in our household. <laughs> oh, I
0: want to know Sam's answer to this. <laughs>
2: Sam and my answer to it is it's that thing where like the misogyny horseshoes back around to being gay, but like that you can't have them end up with any girl for any l- real length of time because mm-hmm. the straight female fans who are would be lusting after the boys <laughs> would then be frustrated because like I love this the whole thing, the <laughs> whole is- thing with like Lisa and the whole thing with like uh uh amelia and jessica and like all of these women that just get fridged because they're like well if they're in a long-term romantic relationship it like people get mad about it or like when um ruby specifically i couldn't think of her off the top of my head but like when fans straight female fans were so mad about ruby like horning in on sam and like all this stuff (laughs) So that would be my thing. But then wasn't there an episode where they were reading uh, about, um, it was like after they discovered the Carver Edlin books and they were looking online and they were like, there's all these Sam girls, but where are the Dean girls? <laughs>
1: it's like,
2: Dean oh boys, God. there are Dean no Dean
0: girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but like, can I point out that your first like argument for it, it's literally what they say about like gay actors coming out in Hollywood. And they're like, mm-hmm. we can't let this guy come out because he won't be wanted by like the female audience as it- if the female audience, I don't know, in China, Russia, whatever, ever stood a chance of dating this (laughs) person's actor! Like, this is insane! Exactly,
2: exactly. No, Rock Hudson, you cannot come out in your (laughs) 40s, you're not allowed. But, like, at the same time, this show was made by Eric Kripke for men. (laughs) so it's like you you also can't have women on the show for any length of time because then women ruin the manly man vibe and it's just like what in the hell are you trying to do like when you get rid of the women who is left Yeah, the sexy (laughs) man it's
0: just so many did you guys like the foreshadowing for Rowena yes yes loved it i don't know if i'd ever noticed it before but i was like (gasps) don't know for which yes (laughs)
2: actually which oh my god can we talk about the terrible choices that they make in this episode one they leave abaddon by herself unsupervised so that's how she escapes like it's fine it's totally fine she's only (laughs) one of the most powerful demons we've ever met just leave her alone while we take a phone call
1: also conveniently with her steward like hand lying in the like near vicinity of yeah yeah.
2: it's like they completely forgot how demons work and that they can do more things (laughs) than humans and then they don't even try to look for hex bags in this whole time that they're like catching up with sarah and having this like Mm -hmm. emotional (laughs) moment until he calls yeah and then they yeah. don't even try to do CPR. I'm like, please, yeah. you must have learned at some point. Either John taught you or something to do CPR. They never do CPR in the show.
1: And it bugs <laughs> so yeah, bugs me It's like if Jensen Eccles is a germaphobe, <laughs> that's why <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory here. I noticed I'm like on his thing. side here. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you would think that Sam would, because Sam is the responsible, like, book smart one. So in all <laughs> yeah. of their time hunting and all of the danger they faced, they never once looked up how to do CPR, because they could have potentially revived her Yeah. after, the, after they destroyed, like, the hex bag. They could have at least tried, and they don't at
1: all. <laughs> yeah. Ah.
0: Going meta again... Crowley says, saving people, hunting things, the family business. Okay, that line was said once, years ago, before we met Crowley. Mm-hmm. How does Crowley know about that line? It's in the Carver Edlin books. Well, yeah, but... And he's no. Can you just <laughs> Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Crowley sitting there reading the Carver Edlin books?
1: Oh, I can imagine it very, very well. Probably making bath over candle wine. <laughs> <laughs> like, with roses or stuff. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes, with
2: like, a little, like, red wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: definitely.
2: definitely. Oh, for sure. Oh, I yeah. think he's all, all
1: he also he's like probably using a Kindle. I would say <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Probably.
2: Yes, Cuz Charlie says they're all online now, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh my god. That image oh. is phenomenal. <laughs> and I just imagine okay. him like making little quips about the shit that's in those books and like Like one liners and cringy stuff that they say,
0: I'm sure he likes the full frontal nudity,
2: yes,
0: (laughs) very much so.
2: Yeah, Um, oh man, can
0: we do we have anything else? Go ahead,
2: yes, just that the point that we come back to again and again about now we have a Nephilim example in this show of angels Mm -hmm. getting together with humans. We don't know the backstory, but in some capacity that mm-hmm. happened and mm-hmm. then i just my last note was something something cast killing this nephilim and then raising another as his child later <laughs> yeah.
0: i like
1: that yeah i also like that that like there is the the thing um before they uh, uh, he kills her uh metatron is saying something like about either choosing her or his family And it's very Mm. interesting that the Jack becomes his family, so it's kind of like, you know, it's one thing later on. But also, like, the fact that Cass asks, is this, I I thought that wasn't allowed. Like, the fact that he uses the word allowed, (laughs) like, makes me insane. Oh, boy. I mean, it's not like it can't, like, happen or something. It's about, like, you know, like, being allowed or not being allowed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And obviously, Cass having this whole thing about uh, when when he's talking to Metatron about, uh, oh I am the one who who caused the problems, so I should be the one to fix them. Mm-hmm. The, you know, like this is a statement. And also when when the uh, Nephilim points out. That he's wearing a cool coat and he's like, <laughs> I actually for him. like, I love him. I would die for him. He's everything to me.
0: Like... <laughs> uh, I, I got uh, okay. Avedon's actor's name. It's Elena Huffman. Right. Ah, yes. oh,
1: it's her. Okay. Yes.
0: I love her. Shout out to Elena
2: Huffman. Yes.
0: All right. Anything else for these two episodes? nope i don't think we got okay it. so next week we are finishing up season eight with possibly my favorite season finale possibly that's a debate yeah. um strong. 823 sacrifice and it'll be a good time and i'm excited and then we'll get into season nine
1: um. Oh no! <laughs> that, that's the thing I'm emotional about. <laughs>
0: yeah. In the meantime, I am uh, Nora Rose. <laughs> I'm still Sally. <laughs> and I'm still Kate.
2: <laughs> Our sound editing is by Josh. Music by Kahlua.
0: Give 'em hell, Hellers.
1: Let me cry.